When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're all right. Live. Welcome to the real episode eight. This is, this is we were wrong last time. Well, objective reality. Who's to say? There is no objective yeah. reality. I'm positive of that. <laughs> we didn't have an episode seven before. What if we just? Were, it was like eight. a thirteenth floor in in hotels. And what we if just, it was just always we just episode eight? skipped episodes. I love it. This is episode four hundred twenty-seven. Welcome everybody. Yeah. So I'm awake because I woke up at seven a.m. So that's good. Nice. You're a morning person now. Yes. Jet lag. Jet lag got you. Yeah. It's it hasn't solved yet. So. What have you done for the last five hours? I it's this is the bummer. I told you I can't go on YouTube anymore. Essentially, mm-hmm. I can't go on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm just becoming more and more aware of my brain is like trying to solve problems if it can't distract itself. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about business for a week and it's not good. Nice. We're doing better than we ever have. And I would say I'm more concerned than I've ever been because it's just. Because that's just where your brain, your brain went first, let's do Instagram. <laughs> and then you were like, no, we'll never do that. Yeah. Okay. We'll watch a bunch of YouTube videos. No, we're yeah. banned from YouTube. And so now yeah. you're like, all right, we'll just try to grow the business and if you take that away eventually i'll just probably break down in a puddle of tears and cry (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm trying to learn it's it's good it's exposed how difficult it is for me to be and to accept that nothing is going wrong nothing needs to be changed or fixed or optimized or improved upon and right now i just think about the business all the time (laughs) eventually i'll get there i'll scale it down you're a fixer yes but I am also meditating a bit more. I've been doing more of my breath work and that kind of stuff. So nice. I do that in the morning. Going well? Yeah. I thought about our business a lot. We can talk more about our different roles and responsibilities, but I've got a whole org chart okay. <laughs> planned out Excellent. in my head for the Excellent. future. I picture you just downstairs going full beautiful mind. <laughs> just just like forward. you have no like electronic equipment near you and you're just blacked out writing on a yeah, whiteboard freaking out. Yeah, that's how it out. feels. That's how it feels. And Grace is embedded next to me just... Telling me to shut the computer or like angle it away from her head. So the light doesn't wake her up. <laughs> so the light doesn't wake nice. her up. Yeah. But that's what I've been up to. And then I took the dog out and now we're here. Nice. So here we are. How was uh, Spider-Man? I didn't get to ask you. Oh my God. Did you like so it? So good. You liked it. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. What did you love? I thought it was great. It was funny. And then it started to get for like a brief moment, a little bit too trying to make you laugh, but then it righted itself and got right back on course. I mm-hmm. thought. So I thought he was great. I thought the awkward romance was great. I thought they did such a good job yeah. of... I was thinking, this isn't high school. Obviously, it's not a, an exact copy of high school, but it does such a good job of evoking the feeling of high school. Well, they're 16, <laughs> yeah, and they're supposed to be nerdy, right? Yeah. So they're a little bit maybe behind in the sexual experience curve. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was... I actually, what's funny is... I want to take her to the tower, and I want to give her a kiss. You and know, I was like, oh, I'm You like, know <laughs> Tom Holland. You know Spider-Man is going to live. Yeah. Also, I guess spoilers warning for anyone who hasn't seen the movie. Yeah, but, sorry. <laughs> let's just let's just cut in with a beep spoiler before we get to any of this um you know that spider-man's gonna live right yeah 
But what you don't know is if he's going to get the girl. So I actually found that when he was fighting, you're not stressed. You're not yeah. like, oh, this lava monster is going to kill him. But where I actually felt myself getting stressed or worried was like with the MJ, Brad, mm. what's going to happen? Oh, come on. <laughs> get the girl. I was really rooting for him. My favorite in the whole movie was Ned. Ned from the airplane oh. on was just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this is it's he's, cliche he's, and easy, but I love it. He's I love that it. friend that we've all lost yeah. to a relationship very quickly who just goes all in. on. <laughs> starts telling you, like, this is how it is. This, this is love. This is love, and yeah. one day you'll understand. No, they did a great job. <laughs> I thought... I thought that the action set pieces were lacking. I really like the movie a lot, but I couldn't have cared about the lava monster. I the final the final scene was the the first time that there was action in the movie that was engaging. I thought him against Mysterio. him against the the little bots. But yeah, oh that was good. Mysterio is and also he gets his Peter Tingle. Peter Come on, Tingle? that's an iconic moment. So I was thinking about this. What was it's it reminded me of Spider Man Two because the whole plot of Spider Man Two is I don't want to be Spider Man and I lose my spider powers and I have to accept that I'm Spider Man and then I get my powers back. Which okay. this I felt like touched on but didn't make clear. Like why didn't he have the Peter Tingle? At the beginning of the movie. And why did he then just decide later, Peter Tingle time? Don't worry about that. Don't worry. These, Don't. Are, these are needless nitpicks. I got, a, I got a different question for you. Yeah. Mysterio really wants to be the next Iron Man. Yeah. So the way he does it, he uses incredible <laughs> technology to create disasters yeah. and then fake fight them. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he has incredible holographic technology yeah. and robots that can cause enough damage to destroy villages. Yeah. Why didn't he just... Be a good guy. Well, <laughs> all he had to do was just wait for bad things to actually happen and then use his insane superpowers to fight to be Iron Man. To be a good guy. You yeah. Didn't, you didn't have to do this. So his firepower is lacking, but his ability to confuse you is I off mean, the he charge. destroyed an entire yeah. village, right? That was the one thing I was watching and just. He, he just shot a bunch of holes in the wall, essentially. He just, right? It was just a funny way to go about it. I want to yeah. be a superhero. Yeah. So I'm going to fake bad things and then fake save them. It's like, bro, you have insane magic technology powers. Just wait for bad things to happen. Actually be a good guy. Yeah. How did you feel about him as a villain? I thought it was good. I mean, kind of knew it was, that he was going to yeah, turn. Because you're a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. So I don't know the comics enough to know who Mysterio is, but I do know them well enough to know he is a bad guy. Yeah. So how about that ending credit scene? I thought that was... I'm so happy that Marvel... I guess they've been doing this sometimes, but is taking such bold steps with their movies where they leave it to the next director be you got to figure this out i'm hyped everyone's been gone for five years figure it out so super everyone knows who peter is super spoiler figure it out yeah peter parker was framed or spider-man was framed as a villain Mm -hmm. and outed as peter parker i actually have no idea how where you go from here so i like when they make the the consequences of one movie connect to the next that's why i was kind of disappointed even in a small way with thor just pops a new eye back in yeah, it, yeah. Made, it, it diminished that loss. Just make him wear an eye patch. It's okay. He's still handsome. He's Chris Hemsworth. I I like when there's consequences. It makes it feel so yeah, much more impactful. You're a sick man. When it returns to the beginning every time and it's just James Bond over and over it, with a replaceable vi- damsel, it's it's boring. But you when get, it carries forward, that's when it gets momentum and I like it. You get hard at the Red Wedding. I get it. You're, <laughs> that's, sick, you're sick man. That's my fetish. That's it's your just thing. Main the characters. Death of, the death of the people you love is... I still think, yeah, that was the highlight of my fiction Your career. Oh. Of certainly, <laughs> certainly a large portion of it was the Red Wedding. I hated it. I hated it, but that was what I wanted. Yeah. And so I'm glad that that, that carries forward. I hope they don't just reverse it by the end of the next Spider-Man, by finding a way to 
oh, we flashy thinged the entire nation, no, or no, no, we no. framed Mysterio so they know that Spider-Man. I hope that he has to really deal with the fallout of that. That would be sick. But yeah, I like the movie a lot. Oh, that was good. I was worried that you that you would not. Oh, no, I love that. I want to watch it again. Yeah. Dude, do you realize that in one hour, our best friends from high school touched down in Los Angeles? Is that true? Yeah. Nobody tells me these Very things. Very exciting stuff. <laughs> Dude, this may be, I was thinking about this today. I wanted to talk to you about this. So the reason this is happening is because my friends from college have shown me the importance of traditions with friends. Yeah. They do this thing called Steak of the Month, where every month... 20 of them get together for a meal and all the girlfriends and everyone else knows like this is happening and they also once a year go on a golf trip where mm-hmm. they all fly to arizona and i think that's amazing because they're starting to get married they're starting to have kids but even with marriage and kids and the stuff they will always have this once a month friend thing mm-hmm. and this once a year trip and i'm stoked on it so this is the first annual bucks county boys surf trip <laughs> we're calling it the fabsta the fabsta yep, i'm really hyped i'm just I, I was uh, I admired what my buddies in New York did, so that's what this is. So every year in the summer, because one of our buddies is a teacher, we're gonna go somewhere for a week, and we're gonna surf to surf. Yeah, very nice, very exciting. And I'm gonna see you guys when you touch down and, and not go surfing. I'm just saying, dude, you gotta find, you gotta make the first annual, whatever it is, video game yeah, boys trip, maybe. whatever it is that you like to do. Uh, we're different. I don't like scheduling things ever, ever. I'm stoked that they're here. I'm glad that I had nothing to do with the planning. Yeah, but I think. What I see is all these people, all these people in the future who get so caught up with the stresses of getting older, saving for retirement, mm-hmm. having kids, which is rewarding in its own way. They lose touch with all their friends. Yeah. So I, I really like that these dudes in New York, they've been in finance for 10 years, grinding it out, Wall Street. There, is, there are very few harder jobs, but they find time once a month to get together, all 20 of them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that when you're 40 and 50, that really pays dividends. Mm-hmm. This is the difference between you and me. You don't think about, you don't think about being 40. I've never it thought never about being, to you 40 being 40 or 50. Existed, yeah. like, what am I going to do today? And please don't put anything on my calendar. Fair enough. Are my two Fair metrics. Enough. Where will I be when I'm 50? No, mine was yeah. like, Paul's going to have kids. Yeah. He's the guy that got me into surfing. I yeah. want to be able to see him. I know he's going to be busy. We'll establish this tradition. I think and, it's great. And his I, wife signed I'll off t- on it. I'll, I'll tag along. I'll, yeah. I'll sometimes be there and sometimes not. And <laughs> you guys can be like, where's Charlie? I don't know. He's doing some flavor of the month crazy thing he, that he's uh, into now. He doesn't care about the Fabsta. He, he doesn't want to be part of the Fabsta. No, I'm stoked. It'll be great. We could have had them on the podcast. I wonder. I know it's it's the truth is I think we'd have a fascinating conversation with these guys off camera. But when you turn the cameras on, I do think it's difficult to. Feel I would love to have them. I wonder. I wonder how much other people want to be. When when Paul and I public. launch into conversations, I think they're fascinating. I agree. We tend to talk about interesting ideas from books that we've been reading. He's why you quit your job and started Charisma yeah. Command. Paul was instrumental for a lot of the big things. He, when I was in Brazil, said what was searching around, trying to find the next thing for me, and. I was going to go back to maybe being a consultant, mm-hmm. look, working on our parkour business. He said, why don't you do something involving people? You spend all freaking day thinking about people. And if you're going to go to talk to this person, say hi to this person, connect with this. Because starting a business yeah. about what you care about is scary. Yeah. And prior it's to that. to sell parkour DVDs. Prior to that, he convinced me to quit my job. He was yeah. instrumental for all these things. So, yeah. So, he'd be, he'd be like the... He was going to be the third, right? Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. could have. See, maybe tomorrow we'll get him on. Surprise podcast episode. Surprise. Probably not, though. No, probably not. We're probably just going to kick it. Also, just so you know, I haven't eaten in 20 hours. So if halfway through the podcast, I pass out. It's because I'm here. Angel, you take over. <laughs> Drag my dead body out. 
<laughs> Did you check it? Do you know CPR? I don't, so you're on your own. Sorry. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Perfect. Just make sure the podcast carries on. Yes. More than anything. We need to hit 60 minutes. Speaking of, <laughs> we need a sponsor. And I was thinking, we could be the sponsor. I'm in. So, guys, this episode is brought to you by Ben and me. This podcast is a big financial L for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's fun, That's though, so and we will continue it. Someone it's- commented, actually. They were like, I'm so happy you guys do this, even though I know it's not a lot of money. It's like, well, there's actually no money there's involved. There's zero dollars, but- and Ben's apartment is full of lights. I'm and- glad that you like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why we're doing it. Uh, no, but I'm going to say it right now. I'm going I'm to pitch. We have Charisma University. So the reason that we can subsidize this is because we have a course, Charisma University. If you're not familiar, absolutely check it out. Out. it's about how to be more charismatic outgoing to know what to say when you don't know what you're going to say like right now because <laughs> i haven't planned this at all but it's great it's the coolest Camera thing i've ever made I just have cue cards yeah it's awesome it's a 30-day course if you want to check it out it comes with a 60-day guarantee so thank you charisma university for sponsoring this podcast also, link in the description another announcement mm-hmm. i think we are officially live on spotify cool. google play itunes and stitcher stitcher and if we're not it's because someone on our team lied to me but i was told that happened before this morning i was talking about this is the tom holland thing so you know the rihanna umbrella i shouldn't even say sorry because they might copyright oh god freaking video so the video that we did on tom holland's got 1.1 million views which is a good chunk of change in ad rev and we have eight and a half seconds of rihanna's umbrella playing when tom holland walks out at minute 230 and Thanks to that, <laughs> we don't get the ad rev. It says we're sharing it. Does not look like we're sharing it. 50/50. Oh, really? No. Man. I, it's crazy. So in a 12-minute video, there's a song for eight and a half seconds. Yes. And that means that you completely get demonetized. Basically. That means that this is theirs. It belongs to them now. Which the video is Essentially, their, is why, their wouldn't it, why wouldn't it belong to them? They decided that it could stay up. Thank you guys for your benevolence. <laughs> it's, Jeez. It's wild. And it's... Yeah, it's un, it's not anyone's fault, in, except that this is just entrenched power that, of course, they, they want to claim that. And the unfortunate thing is that as soon as we saw that it got claimed, I went in yeah. <laughs> and I changed those eight seconds. YouTube has this editor to whatever royalty free. It's just a drum solo, are. right? It was great. I was like, this is fine, whatever. It makes my point because it's not about this song. And I hit update, and it didn't update. It, it's maybe going to take, maybe not. If it does, we still have to dispute it. So, yeah, man, just a bummer because it's funny. The idea is to protect people's intellectual property. And instead, our and intellectual instead, property got stolen. Listen, if you're, if you're Jimmy Fallon, if you're the other guys, and you're like, you used a lot of our clips, there's an argument to be had. Umbrella has nothing to do with this video yeah. <laughs> flat out. If anybody shouldn't be getting it, it's, it's the people who own that song. So I still love you, Rihanna. I know it's not your fault. but. Nah. It's that, it's whoever, whoever owns you, man, not cool stuff. But these are the first world problems of YouTubers. We don't need to dwell on it too much. True. Still lucky that 1.1 million people got to take a look at it, which yeah. was pretty cool. We still appreciate you guys. Yeah. We've had our best months in terms of views for and, and income because of it. We're selling the course on it. But like getting those getting those. Yeah, it's weird. What do you, why do you videos. think it went crazy? This one or the previous ones? Though I believe the last two months – its views are up 50% or yeah. doubled or something crazy. Well, there's been there's been breakout. Brie Larson was a breakout. Keanu Reeves, it was obvious. If you touched Keanu Reeves on YouTube, you're, oh, you've you brought us our have, savior. You just got to have his blessing <laughs> yeah. bestowed upon you. There's, there's these cultural things that happen. And I also think we've really honed in on what people are looking for in our channel. So for a while, I was making the videos that this is the bummer between art and business that uh, I yes. was most interested yes. in because I wanted to talk about this. And I've begun to under, 
Dan what the audience you wants. You what people want. Yeah, they want to talk about how to overcome awkwardness and turn it into confidence. That's that's a core thing that people encounter. And so we've been, you know, we've been thinking about what people need and want from us and seeing how we can pair that with particular massive celebrities. Ironically, so, it's like as you started to burn out from making videos, yeah. the the artistic integrity trolling, <laughs> like the the artistic yeah. I can't let this go kind of let yeah. go because you're like i'm just tired of making these so then yeah. we're like all right well charlie's not going to enjoy making these regardless let's just make what people like sell out so weirdly <laughs> enough now you're just making what people like yeah and it's going well no we i used to have these videos where i'd send them to you i'd be like this is my masterpiece <laughs> my magnum opus <laughs> this is my magnum opus and you're like i i don't care about this no one cares about this, <laughs> this is, yes but it took me all week of overtime and here it is and it would get no views and then i'd be ah this is a massive movie star and we should do one on them and it would blow up what was the ultimate one what was the ultimate magnum opus i don't know gosh what were they i spent a lot of time on draw my life vlog brothers i remember vlog brothers i was so jacked up for the vlog brothers (laughs) like no one's watched that video (laughs) i've learned a ton from it as well there are some that have overlapped where the video turns out to be incredibly useful and get a lot of views and sure pewdiepie oprah pewdiepie the the people that i didn't understand prior to analyzing them where have been the most fun so we'll see if there's any more of those that that come out in the next bit i told you we might do one on the election mm-hmm. i've been thinking a lot i think that so again i would like to watch that video i don't know if i have to learn it it's it, going to be how to how to how to win, win an election a presidential election yeah and obviously i don't know the ground which policies the grassroots campaign i'm more concerned with how one portrays oneself mm-hmm. in the debates when talking the sound bites and all that kind but i think I've seen interesting things. Not about any particular person. Well, it was supposed to be based on Andrew Yang. And because a lot of people want me to do Andrew Yang. And then he didn't show up basically for the debate. Yes, there's not a lot to talk about. So there's not a lot to talk about. And I was looking at the things that he has done well, but also the things that he is failing to do. Mm Because I see that there are stages. And I would say the first stage when there's 30 people in your party is you need to be different. You need to distinguish yourself somehow. And he's done an all right job of that. He's got no tie. He's got the freedom dividend. He wants to give you a ton of money. He's he's coming up on the internet. The second stage has to do with, well, I don't want to spoil too much. I'm still kind of consolidating it in my head. But you need to transition. And then that's how you win your primary. And then you go into the general election. And then that's a completely Completely different. different stage. And I think he did obviously very well on that first okay, here I am, and quite frankly, tracked Trump in terms of his performance through that, but certainly come the first debate, didn't show up in a big way, and I think he's not hit what I would describe as that second stage of brandability, mm-hmm. of, of identity, this is my guy, and I don't know, I don't think he's going to. Well, I, the good news is he's got a ton of time. I don't think he's going to. I don't see it in him, honestly. People aren't going to like hearing that. What if you make the video <laughs> and it finds its way to him? This is the video, man. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen for yeah. the way that he is right now. Yeah, I I say that with no joy, no anything. He's I, I think that there's schoolyard politics occurring on these debate stages. And I think that who wins these has so much to do with who would win in a schoolyard argument in front of a like a bunch of people like, like oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. and i don't see that in him and I, I saw it in trump kamala harris got the one zinger and surged ahead in in polls and oh is that really yeah she got the one joe biden moment that people are talking about and and she's you know now doing much better i don't know that she's the front runner yet but no, that's interesting yeah. i didn't realize that 
this was the stage that Donald Trump started dismantling mm-hmm. Jeb Bush. Jeb is. I mean, Jeb was. Jeb had a hundred million dollars spent already at this point in the election. Yeah. Also, weirdly enough, two a sibling and a dad who were president, and and didn't make it past the beginning yeah. of the primaries. It's incredible, and a career in politics. I, that was so amazing. What what was done to him? And then, so how did Barack do it though? Because Barack wasn't schoolyard bullying. So that's in order to make this video, I have to go back and I have to watch, and I I see. I watched some of the debates with Romney, which were obviously after he won the first election. I believe that's his, that's his second run through, and he, you look at him and you he, he he wins. No, my question is, how did Barack Obama win his first primary? That's the one I have to, to, to take his a, first nomination. I want to look at that, and I haven't checked it out yet. So I, that I, I'd be super curious about because yeah. he's almost the opposite of a bully. His whole thing is to be to inspire, right? Sure, hope and change. I still think that the the framework, I suspect my hypothesis is that when you look at it, it's not going to be, obviously, this is, seems so redundant to say, my policies are better than yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be, I come across more powerfully than you do. And so I'll have to watch some of those. Yeah, that w- that's where I think it would be really interesting. So it would be a long video to make. I'd be watching Barack's things. I'd be watching Trump's things. And like at least... Probably- Go back to Bush probably too, right? Maybe. Maybe even back to Bush, who I don't know if he was a front runner when he started. I'll have to check. I don't know enough about it. But yeah, it would take a long time and it would be a magnum opus and nobody would watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we maybe shouldn't do it. Yeah. Well, I don't, the interesting thing to me is who wins the primaries, right? Because then you get a Democrat and Republican. Mm-hmm. And so far recently, it's always been close. It's like hanging chads or Hillary yeah. wins the populist, but yeah. he wins the electoral. Yeah. There's not so much crazy stuff going on, but it's like there's 20 yeah democratic anything could happen right now yeah when trump was going there was 12 main republican ones or something yeah i'm sure when barack obama did it when george like that's to me the interesting most interesting moment is how do how do these people that are not guaranteed to win mm-hmm. barack trump come through this 12 20 person yeah thing in the and especially when because barack was not the front runner hillary, exactly. hillary clinton was there right these it's it's Joe Biden by all rights should should have this. He's a career politician. He's the center of the stage. He should have this. And if he doesn't, it'll be what at least the third time in a row that somebody who wasn't the first seed didn't take it, which mm-hmm. means that it's up for grabs in a way that people don't realize. Yeah. Uh, same thing happened with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is that she was able to win her her primary and then obviously went on to win her her district. But enough politics for now. Agreed. Current yeah. events. Well, what I what else? I've been reading. I'm telling you read? books. I'm reading a book on consciousness. Okay. Universal you, consciousness? You, yeah, that's what it's about. It's about it's about the idea of of what consciousness could be. So I don't know if you're interested. You could tell me to shut up if you Go don't ahead. care. I'm reading about dog training, so <laughs> the idea so it starts with the general idea that scientific intuition and scientific fact are often at odds. And I use fact lightly. But when you look out at the sky, it's very obvious that the sun revolves around the Earth. When, of course, we've learned that mm-hmm. upon further inspection, that's not the case. When you touch allegedly. this couch, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> when when you touch the couch, it's very obvious that it's completely solid. Mm-hmm. But it, upon further inspection, it turns out to be mostly empty space, uh, and it's just the magnetic force that keeps my hand from moving through it. So the idea of consciousness is that we we know who's conscious roughly, and and there's some gray space around dogs, monkeys, pigs, all that kind of stuff. But it it quickly opens up to the idea that you do not know based on a thing's behavior if it is conscious. And it goes in, I told you about locked-in syndrome, 
where there was an example of this guy who is now my worst nightmare, who was a guy in France who had a stroke and came out of a coma three weeks later completely unable to move his body and no one knew. The only thing he could move was his left eye. And he eventually caught people's attention with, I guess, a series of blinks. Just a bunch. Of, I, I picture <laughs> like him being still, but then just the left eye just going crazy. Yeah. Just praying that someone notices. Yeah. And then he was able to communicate because they held signs up to him with letters. Be like, okay, once for A, twice for B. And then they reorganized it at least to get the most common letters first to save him blinking time. But eventually he literally wrote a book about his experience through winking with mm. one eye. 200,000 plus winks uh, is astonishing, but also scary. And so the idea is you can't tell if you could imagine that same guy could have lost complete control of that eye and been totally conscious with no outward signs of mm -hmm. it. Uh, similarly, you can imagine a robot that operates and when you punch it, it goes, ow, please don't, sir. You know, and you go, which well, is pre-programmed, which is pre-programmed and you would argue unconscious or not conscious. So behavior and consciousness do not pair up is the first thing that they think they establish very well, which leads to the question, could things that we presume to be obviously not conscious actually have some experiential quality mm -hmm. to their existence? This is just the plot of Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When we leave the room, this is my point. The couches talk to one another. <laughs> they could be talking to each other right now. They could be right now. It's like whales. Yeah. <laughs> and and as the book gets into it, there are people who have had psychedelic experience as any even scientists going as far back as as I think Maxwell, who have hypothesized that consciousness, it's not material items, atoms that are the fundamental thing that creates our experience. It's literally consciousness would be the base. Everything is conscious in this theory, which we would have to find some way to test uh, and is essentially yeah, everything has experience. Lord knows what happens after you die, etc. It doesn't even require religion, but some form of consciousness could be preserved. Really interesting stuff. Yeah, why is this so interesting to you? Why is consciousness so interesting to yeah. me? Oh, man, I think it's the only thing there is. It's the only thing we're certain of is, is the fact that I am experiencing something. I can't say for certain what's going on with this or with you or anything, but I am experiencing something. Of that, I am 100% mm -hmm. positive. I think some of the psychedelic experiences that I've had have raised questions around what it is like to be conscious without having a self. Sure. I was just curious, like, what's the takeaway? Everything's conscious. Therefore. There, well, everything could be conscious. It, it would affect my sense of morality, I think. It would affect the way that I related to the world, certainly. Because if, you know, it, there's, there's Buddhists who walk around and say thank you for every step that they take because they're stepping on the earth and they recognize, mm -hmm. it. not that it necessarily hurts it, but that they're trespassing in, in some sort of way. It has moral and ethical implications for sure. And I think beyond so? that. So if you presume that, it depends how you build your ethical structure, but if you presume that consciousness may imply suffering of some sort, that's how I think of my ethics, is, is an attempt to reduce suffering mm -hmm. in the universe. And I think that certain things cannot suffer, like this couch. Would well, be maybe incapable. a couch just doesn't have pain receptors, though. Well, it, it may be capable of suffering in some way if it is conscious. Not saying that it is, but it, it opens up moral questions. Not moral promises or mm -hmm. moral have-tos, but, oh, wow, that's a consideration. Maybe it loves when I sit on it. <laughs> well, yeah, because this is my question. It's kind of like, you know, the Pascal's wager sure. is the argument for to believe in God. And then they just go, well, what about yeah. a trickster God? Yeah. And so this to me feels like it's like, all right, the couch might have consciousness, but you have no idea what it wants or doesn't want. Absolutely. So you 
have no basis to to know how to reduce its suffering except for to project your yep. views on it, which could be totally wrong. Absolutely. It might love being sat on or yeah. it might hate being a couch and love when you break it, you know? <laughs> so you're like, turn. oh, we got to make sure we yeah. never hurt our furniture. And it's like, no, we love becoming sure. broken and burned. And and I think the same question could have been asked, why do we care that the sun is the center? Who cares? We live on earth. But obviously, as you move 500 years. Oh, I was just years, curious why you care. So I care because I'm interested in truth with a capital T. And if it is the case that I am experiencing an illusion of Charlie Hoopert, it would be good to know. <laughs> it would be good to move through this fleeting life with a greater awareness that, as I believe it's the Hindi religion, is like, this is Maya. This is all an illusion. There is something greater beyond this which you would want to be aware of. And I don't want to approach it from a belief standpoint where I just presume that that's true, but I'm interested in investigating it and in asking questions and if seeing if I can experientially come to any sort of tentative conclusion. I'm not saying it's it's wrong. I'm just mm -hmm. curious. Yeah. No, I think it's because I, it could have massive impact. It clearly interests you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm clearly very concerned with having <laughs> a very well-behaved, loving dog. Yeah. You know? Like, that's what I'm reading. That's what I'm watching. Yeah. So this is what interests you. So I'm just curious. It doesn't interest me as much. I'm just curious what calls you about it. Like, I, I get why I want a, a perfect relationship with the dog. Yeah. So I don't, I think generally speaking, and I wouldn't even describe this as science yet, but theory often precedes practical application so mm -hmm. like i mentioned maxwell he was just playing with magnets sure sure but you don't care about science in the sense that like you've I think never you could shown have, an interest i think well I, I do care about science and that science is just a way of testing one's reality to see what yes but you're is. less concerned with the new so let me put it this way there's been new breakthroughs in black hole theory yeah. dark matter theory quantum physics you don't care mm -hmm. this grabs your attention so i'm just curious why this i don't need to go to school to deep more deeply understand i can experiment with consciousness on my own by by referencing my own experiences i can experiment with it mm -hmm. to be able to move the field of black holes forward i would have to do so much i've tried reading those books i and i and i can't yeah, yeah. even get close to it so that that's kind of why interesting i did have an interest in black holes and i'm just not smart enough. <laughs> <laughs> when i was little i thought i was gonna uh, invent the time machine i thought i was yeah. the next albert einstein and I don't know why or how, but I convinced my mom to buy me an Albert Einstein book. I was, I mean, I'm going to get this wrong, but I was six or seven. This thing was about that thick. Yeah, yeah. And it was not a children's book. And it was not just a biography. It was about his stuff. Dude. And I almost immediately gave up on my dream of creating the time machine. I read it and I went, wow, I don't understand any of this. <laughs> the variability in people's crazy. I thought of this when I was in Italy and they're talking about Michelangelo and Leonardo. And it's you're not twice as good as me. You're not even 10 times as good as me. You are stratospherically incomparably yeah, yeah. sharper than I could ever fathom. And that's Albert Einstein. Is Yeah. Somebody summarized your life work in a book and it's just, no. <laughs> can't, even, can't even touch it. I guess you were seven though. So it's to be forgiven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just was overwhelmed. <laughs> Albert, why? Oh my God. <laughs> After a lifetime of studying physics, you're so much smarter than I am. And I've been alive for seven years. Yeah, yeah. Who knew? He was a bad student, though, so there's hope for our, for all of us, yeah. at least earlier in our lives. I think that's part of why people like sports, because you can see someone whose stratosphere is better than you, but mm -hmm. it's in something that it's easy to visualize. Mm. It's hard to understand how much better Albert Einstein yeah. is at physics than you are. Yeah. There's no real clear it's thing. It's interesting. Yeah, it's but interesting you watch take. me try to dunk a soccer ball and hit the <laughs> rim, and then you watch LeBron James do insane things, and you just go, oh, wow. Yeah. This is a very clear visualization of someone being 
excellent where I am, where I thought I was good and I am, in fact, poor. Yeah, I can play this game. Yes. I can't play physics. Exactly. I can't even scratch physics. That's probably why Fortnite and all these famous gamers are getting so big because there's so many kids that are doing it and they go, wow, I play Fortnite. Mm -hmm. I can't do half this stuff. And it's fun to watch someone be excellent at something that you understand. It's not fun to watch Albert Einstein do formulas because you just go... I'm so far behind it. I don't even understand what these stand yeah. for. What's funny is, I mean, because I, I downloaded StarCraft II six months ago. It's yeah. a 10-year-old game. And then I'm probably the last person to start watching streaming of StarCraft II. I watch these Korean guys in the in the championship league, which they hold once every two weeks. There's constant new championships. But part of watching it is going, what are you doing? Come on. Like, everybody knows that that's not what you do. When I couldn't do anything yeah, that they're course. doing. But of I'm course. getting there. Like, this is this Have is you seen, dude, there's an incredible, incredible <laughs> uh, series on, I think it's on Twitter. I don't remember who puts it on. But they will find people who have tweeted things. Like mm-hmm. a kicker misses a kick. Yeah. And they go, come on. I can make that, <laughs> I can make that with my eyes closed. 30 yards. And it. they get them. That's and amazing. And they bring them on TV. And they go, all right, sir, close your eyes. Go for it. Yeah. It just misses completely. He goes, all right, cool. We'll get, open your eyes. Go for it. It just falls way short, shanks it right. And they go, so. Will you be deleting that tweet? Do you feel, yeah, that's literally what they do. They, they had people watching the NFL draft. Yeah. And they're like, this is a joke. I could run a four five. Yeah. And they tweet this and they go find them. And then they have them run. One guy says I could run a five flat in a hallway in dress shoes. What is wrong with these, <laughs> what is wrong with these people? And dude, they, they him get him, it. they put him in a hallway, they put him in dress shoes, and he eats it. He just, <laughs> just he's running and just slips, and they get him, and he's like, so how do you feel? He's like, yeah, I really underestimated how fast a 5.0 is. It's always not the problem, the dress shoes. <laughs> oh, they all own it, actually. They yeah. almost all own it. It's there hilarious. There was a... When MTV had that thing bully beat down, because the whole hope when you sure. do that show is that it goes the way that you want and you make the point you're trying yeah, to make. Yeah, the professional MMA fighter beats up, beats up the, bully. the bully. There's a couple where the bully wins. Well, there's one bully was like 6'5 yeah. Russian guy <laughs> who was like 25. I was picking on 12-year-olds. And learns nothing. Well, course, the only thing I want to know is like, how are you not in jail? He's He literally broke a kid's arm. Really? Yeah, he like broke a kid's oh, forearm. Oh, man. And then he's, so, he's just this yoked big russian dude it's like, good good we taught him that when it push does come to shove and he gets called out that he can just still be he'll that be guy fine, yeah. <laughs> he'll be yeah. completely he'll fine be okay uh, this is a great lesson for him yeah <laughs> bully beat down that was a ridiculous show what an odd premise just put a trained cage fighter in with a kid and then let him and some of them i watched another up. guy that because the the rules that they had were you just had to survive not get submitted mm-hmm. in in a round so some guy would get submitted once in three minutes and still win four grand he's like sure all right <laughs> well that's imp- uh, that's really impressive yeah yeah to be able to it's incredible it's incredible not getting submitted and it was just one fighter. of those guys who lifts a lot and was able to bench press his way out of every sort of submission and yeah. just it's incredible jujitsu is awesome but How it hits get, an upper limit who are these bullies that are like 30 year old dudes that can bench press 275 yeah. what are you doing <laughs> i think of a bully i think of a 16 year old picking on 13 year olds yeah, yeah. Like, Shouldn't you be Sir, in high school? What is going on? Yeah. Why are you bullying these underage Serious kids? weirdness. Yeah. But anyway, for shows that are 15 years old, what's new today? What do we got, Angel? <laughs> so as I'm sure you guys are probably aware, uh, on the 4th of July, there was a 6.4 magnitude yeah. earthquake in Southern California. Scary. Were you scared? I ran for a door frame. Were you scared? <laughs> so yeah, for people who don't know, Charlie and I live in California. On and- the... F- there fourth was a, and fifth floor. Fourth and fifth floor, and there was an earthquake, and you could definitely feel it. Oh yeah, everything in the room went went. So you got nervous? You went for a door frame? 
I left everyone, the dogs, <laughs> my brother, everyone was dead to me. It was about survival in that moment. Dude, I actually <laughs> Put your own was, oxygen mask on first. I was so calm. I, I had clear thoughts. I went, all right, this is an earthquake. What do you do in an earthquake? And I went, I have no idea because I'm yeah. from Philadelphia. So I go, cool. I have no plan here. If this building was there collapses last night, sorry, yes, I, I, there was. 4 I felt it at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. And then I thought, sorry for interrupting. This is what happens. This is what happened in Pompeii. The mountain smoked for a couple of days. This is San Andreas. Pompeii really gave you <laughs> nightmares, huh? No, I, there's nothing I can do is what I recommend. Well, this is, dude, so my re- thing, realized, I was like, all right, there's nothing. I, I literally went to where my surfboards are and I adjusted them so they wouldn't fall over because it was shaking. And then I sat down at my computer and yeah. just lived my life, started typing. I was like, yeah. I'm either going to, the building will collapse and I will die. Or nothing will happen, and nothing happened. But yeah, yeah. I, there's so I have no knowledge of how to survive it, so yeah. I went completely calm. It's a weird feeling of there's nothing you can do. Yeah, this do? is either the big one that will just destroy everything. Yeah, in running its path. for the stairs, as far as I know, because I have no earthquake background. Running for the stairs might be the most dangerous thing I could do. Co- I'm not convinced surviving the initial fall is what I want to do. <laughs> right? <laughs> to slowly starve to death in the stairwell while rescue efforts are right. I can't. That's well, not if it's fun. San Andreas, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, that's not fun. While we drift out to sea, the the funny thing about an earthquake. Oh, dude! If we're drifting out to sea, grab a surfboard. Sure. Well, I was thinking probably up until the last, I don't know, 5,000-ish years, earthquakes killed just about no one. You have to have structures for earthquakes to be dangerous. You could be in 11 magnitude. You could fall so hard and (laughs) then get up. Whoa, Whoa. well, tsunamis is the only thing. But if you're not near a coast, you just fall over. Sure. And yeah, yeah, now we've built our own death traps. Death traps. You know what's funny, too? I had so much faith in the building. Mm -hmm. I just went building was built in california yeah they knew california had earthquakes i bet this building's earthquake proof are we better on the the higher floors or the lower floors i mean now we're circling back to the fact that i know nothing about earthquakes but yeah it was it was you felt it for sure yeah there was no mistaking it yeah Uh, yeah it's uh oh did anyone call you by the way i had my mom and my grandma called me to make sure i was okay it's like this earthquake happened i think 115 miles away from where we live even so, I, I don't think anyone there had an issue. Did they? Did anything collapse? I don't know. I'd be curious. Yeah, in the in the city that it uh, oh, really? originated in Ridgecrest, they declared a state of emergency. No kidding. Dude, it was 115 miles away from us. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. This is in that because this is the worst earthquake that California has seen in, uh, since 1989. You're so for them, it was really really bad. Yeah, we're just so far away. I thought it was interesting because no one knows the geography of California. So anytime anything happens in the state of California, I get a phone call. <laughs> There's fires like three hours state away from of us. Emergency. Get so a phone it, call. it messed stuff up. Yeah, it was big. Six point four on the Richter scale. I, I know it's it scales, so I don't know at which point it gets dangerous. But man, well, I did Google this because I so I googled it. Wasn't there one in Westwood last year or something like that? It just wasn't. It was like a five point three. Anything above five is dangerous. Uh huh. Yeah, that's crazy. So. We should move. <laughs> We're fine. Just don't go to Bakersfield. <laughs> Just don't go to where Ridgefield. Yeah. Yeah. That was scary. I don't like that. What else you got, Angel? So in uh, pop culture news, Taylor Swift, uh, yeah. who is a huge, huge, huge pop star, lost the rights to all of her music up until her new album that's coming out now, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of crazy because she actually called out. So she said that... Um, and this is a quote, all I could think about was the incessant manipulative bullying I've received at his hands for years. Um, so she's calling this guy out. Apparently this guy who bullied her. has bullied her and tried to ruin her career in the past, she claims, um, now owns her entire catalog. So that's so 
just to be clear though, did she lose the rights to her music or did someone else own the rights to her music? Someone else and now owned someone, them yeah, and so sold she to him. She did not lose the rights she to her music. She never had them. She sold the rights to her music. Well, so And then someone else she came up, sold. This is my understanding. Yes. She was a nobody. She signed a contract. She signed says, the rights to her music. We will put you on, but we own everything. Yes. To someone else. To someone else. And then that someone else sold I think there that were music two sales, catalog yeah. Yeah. The re- to a new someone else. Yeah. But she, it's not like she owned this music and it was stolen from her. Correct. The reason I think she was so upset um, was because she said that she wanted, she asked the production company if she could buy them and they refused to sell them to her. They said the only way that she could get the masters of her music was to make, to re-sign with them and to make more music for their label and that she would get one of her albums per every new album that she made. So she had to work for her and then she couldn't buy it Um, and she refused. So they sold it. Maybe she didn't have the money. (laughs) <laughs> I actually what I heard what I heard that they, he said she said I heard that yeah. they did he offer the to guy sell it to her? allegedly claimed he said she had every opportunity to, yeah. to buy this and she said no so who knows that he said she said yeah I don't know so she says I never got the chance to buy it he says they they she said did. you did have the chance to buy it yeah. the thing I think is interesting is it's yeah I don't know there's this there's a victim kind of feel to this which I find interesting because this you didn't have them stolen from you. The only reason you're rich and famous is because a label promoted you. And that's actually not true of like Macklemore. Yeah. Macklemore owns the rights to all his music. He did yeah. it a different way. So it's a weird thing to because you sign this contract probably very excitedly mm-hmm. saying, please make me rich and famous. And in exchange, yes, you can own my music. Then you get rich and famous and are upset that you don't own your music. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a Seems odd to me. I and I, I I can relate to both sides because I think I don't know how old she was, but I think of the, the decisions that I made when I was seventeen. That's fair. I don't know how old she was. That's and, fair. And I was told go to college, and I said okay, I'll sign away my future. And like you know, was like, it a ten year contract though? No. Well, this contract it was a ten year contract. It says it. Here's what it was. You can pay over 10, 20, or 30 years for this. No, no, education. no. For her. For her, I'm saying. I don't know how long the contract was. And I'm sure she had no idea how to negotiate at that point in her life. So it's a weird thing where on the one hand, you're nobody. You will likely, on on average, continue to be nobody unless this person puts you on. And you have all YouTube is out there. You can do that, right? That that's available to you. It's a tough thing. How much of somebody's future they're responsible for versus the label? Mm-hmm. What do they get? Yeah, I don't. Well, it's also another. It's a classic case of I have no idea of the details. Maybe she's a horrible victim, and maybe mm-hmm. uh, not. You know, there was that thing with the Kanye song where she was really upset. And then well, the other thing is that- nothing has changed in her life except the person who owns the songs, who, by the way, is not going to be so stupid as to not make money on them and be like, no one will hear these songs. No, no, no. He's going to play gonna try the- to make, dude, he just spent $300 million. He's going to try to put them everywhere. Yeah. And maybe she doesn't like that. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't want them as the NBA's theme song or whatever, but he's going to try to get it. In front of everything, hey, he's just gonna try to make more than three hundred million dollars yeah. because that's what it cost. I guess him to that buy was her thing because she's not on. She wasn't on Spotify, correct? She she had like wanted to keep her music out of I think certain streaming things. I have no idea. I yeah, don't know any of the specifics of it. It is interesting the deals that you can make with you with the future at a young age and whether it's fair, I don't know. Well, it's also another interesting. It's an interesting example of another. He said, she said, right? Because at yeah. first it came, it got a lot of coverage that that yeah. she didn't have a chance to buy her. Music and then Bieber came and then out and did an Instagram post. He said, "I saw this." Well, I didn't see the Bieber thing. What's the Bieber thing? <laughs> he just made a post that was essentially sarcastic about her saying that they were bullies. It was a photo of them all hanging out together and being like, "Yes, yeah, Scooter the bully," because he's he's super tight with that guy and thinks it's. And then he apologized and said, "But you know that he's not a bully, and it's inappropriate of you to say so." So yeah, who knows? Well, that's my point. It's just another example of let's. 
point of pitchforks away a little bit because yeah. no one no one has the facts of yeah. what actually happened. Yeah, I do feel comfortable, and this is like you'll be okay, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Scooter, you'll be okay. <laughs> like everything's gonna be oh, Justin. Okay, you'll also be okay. Justin. You're gonna be okay too. Uh, keep making music. Do what you do, and own it from this point out. Just put it on your YouTube channel. Don't don't ever sign another deal. Pay for everything up. For, yeah, pay pay out of your own pocket from now on. Yeah, to promote everything. So good lessons. We have we wisely never sold anything. We had a number of people try to buy our business, and I, mm-hmm. in retrospect, certainly where we are super glad that we didn't oh, yeah. sell no we had, we had a uh we had a couple of times where people wanted equity or ownership yeah. of things it's tempting we'll when, you, when you don't we'll have anything we'll, yeah there's this sense i will say and it's it's a survivorship bias because here i am with a podcast and an audience and these people here but it was so tempting to sell some of nothing when the first person came in and wanted 10 percent of our ad revenue to be our M- our multi-channel network, our MCN. It was like, oh, we're not making any ad rev. Yeah, yeah sure, yeah, yeah, please yeah. partner with us. What is this, 10% of this? When That's, it matters, 10% of nothing is nothing. Yeah. And, and, and all the big promises too, right? Yep. I'm going to put you in touch with this, I'm going to do this. Yep. And the, the only reason we didn't do it was actually just because we heard that they don't deliver on their promises. I it wasn't because we were was, protective. Thank God for YouTube. I Googled MCN and there wasn't a single positive thing to be said about yes, MCN. But it, it's not because we were like, oh, 10% is too precious. It was yeah. just because we decided it was going to be giving away 10% of nothing, but getting nothing in return. Yes, and and we were flattered. I remember feeling very flattered that at that stage of where we were, that a business wanted to work with us. That was that was so validating. And I do think there is. I have a ton of YouTube friends who have fallen into these MCNs, sure. and none of them, zero point zero, are happy with their MCN. And there are. I'm not saying this is Scooter Braun. There are what I would consider to be predatory industries and companies that prey on the naivete of up and coming talent. They sign all these contracts, provide very little because people don't know how to read a contract. And what they promise you in their email and what they promise you in the contract does not match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> we've, so, seen, we've seen that, oh, right? Oh, God, people, every time. What, especially what they say. People will oh, what say, you'll hear on the phone is oh, crazy. Here are the terms. We're going to put you in a, touch with this guy, that guy. Listen, I've got Ellen's phone number. You know, it doesn't say Ellen's phone number in the contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so there but is. If anyone has Ellen DeGeneres' phone number, please <laughs> leave a comment. I'd like to have a short conversation <laughs> with her. So the I do upon thinking of that have some. I don't know what contract she originally signed, but I, I definitely can have some empathy for the young up and comer who has these massive businesses come in. Promise oh, yeah, you for the sure. Word. We also had a we had a little bit of an advantage because I'm super anal and yep. I came from I'd assigned, banking. I assigned every one of these. Yeah, to be clear, no, I had to read contracts. That's fair. I'd assigned every single one that was put in front of us from the first business deal we ever had where some guy said... I remember that. Some guy was like, wire me. <laughs> hey, please just wire me $5,000. Like, ben, what's your routing number? You're like, Charlie, we shouldn't do this. Like, ben, it was it was for editing of our parkour video. Yep, and he wanted... And he wanted payment wired to him up front, and he was not in the U.S. Yep. <laughs> and I was in my we were, account. You were this close. Ready to wire him all of my money, which at the time was like $2,000. That's basically just the Saudi Arabian prince scam, and, right? And I was, I couldn't believe that you told me not to do that. I could, I was shocked at how anal and, and untrusting you were. And it, what do I know? It's turned out to be the case that we have luckily not ever done that in ever. Yeah, yeah. People try to screw you. <laughs> yeah. That I, is an interesting thing in I, business. People think more morality is different. I think there are people who would absolutely screw you in business and would not do something similar to a friend or someone that it wasn't a business thing. But in business, people think of it as it's a game, it's a zero sum, mm-hmm. it's a this, and it's allowed. You're just allowed to try to screw people because it's 
business. I, well, I think what the other thing is is that these people pro- – ah, because I think of some of the people that try to screw us, and I know some of their personal life, and they also screwed people in their personal lives. But I think what is happening is you think that you've entered into their tribe because you're speaking to them and you're friends and you're talking and you laugh. And you assume, look, they might be kind, unkind to the out group, but I'm part of the in group mm-hmm. now. And what you don't realize is that you're not They're part of the in group. They have an in group that they will not screw that hard, mm-hmm. but you're not in it. Mm-hmm. And doesn't matter all the laughs that you have on the phone and all that kind of stuff. That's that's. Oh man, I just remember all of these. Yeah, just sign this contract. Uh, it says it's 36 months, and you get exclusivity off of every sponsorship deal that we do, including ones that you don't touch. Yeah, yeah, that's because. I mean, what? <laughs> What a criminal thing. And we could have signed it. And he yeah. would have had every right to enforce it for... Legally, yeah. Through today. <laughs> uh, anyways, so, yeah. I, I can have... I don't know what the original contract was for Taylor Swift, but it, they can be gnarly. Yeah, for sure. That's fair. So, That's totally fair. All right. What do we got? So, my next thing isn't uh, necessarily news or anything like that. It's just a video that I found and thought I should share with you guys. Um, it is... Two men in India on a motorcycle being chased by a tiger. Okay. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Let's see it. Do you want sound on? It sounds like we should. Does it catch them? <laughs> you just have to watch and see. Turn it off. If, turn the sound off if it catches them. I don't need to hear that. Right. Children watching angels. Sweet mother of God. <laughs> World star. That's exactly who it would be. <laughs> And then get away. Does it keep going? No, wait. No, no, that's it. They're they're free. They're that's done. it, right? Yeah. When I was a kid, you can kill this, Angel. When I was a kid, I didn't really understand how deadly tigers were. Because you, you have cats and you have dogs. And you just tigers go, oh. are huge. Well, okay, but let's say a ti- you're like, oh, a tiger is six times the size of a pit bull, right? So Not even it's close. Well, I'm just saying this is me as a kid. Yeah. I'm like, so what does that mean? It's okay. It, it versus six pit bulls would be like a fairish fight, and it's you don't. I didn't realize that that thing is just a killing machine. How big it is? How many tons? I think it's it like is. five six. Well, not tons. I think it's five six hundred pounds. I, we can we can get the actual numbers on it. I got to watch more Tear Zoo, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, they're they're. I guess enormous. I when I was a kid, I didn't understand like bears. Yeah. The well, there's also bears. It's not just one thing. I mean, you get a bear that maybe you could deal with, and then you can get a bear like a grizzly. Yeah, yeah. that is just game over. I'm just saying. When I was eight years old, and I went to the museum, and I saw a tiger. You know, in the maybe the prehistoric era, mm-hmm. you see a saber toothed tiger, or you go to the natural history museum, you see a twelve foot bear. And in my little child brain, I was like, I wonder with a sword and a shield, who would win? Yeah. What's funny is that tiger it's is the doing bear. the it's tiger. The, <laughs> the tiger is doing what every house cat has done, which is something runs past its field of vision, and it's just like mine, yeah. like murder. And then it was in that mode, and if it had caught them, oh, they would have dead for yeah. sure. It, it might have just knocked them, like a house cat just <laughs> get off, and then startled at what it had done, it slinks <laughs> away, and then it's going to push a giant glass <laughs> off a table. Yeah. <laughs> There's that cool guy who does all this stuff with these these cats, and he. I, there's a couple of them that, that do the big cat stuff. But what they do show you is that they have this trigger where if, if they see your back, oh, they yeah, get I've into this, this pounce mode where they, they'll do it right in front of a piece of glass. And even these guys that like them, they're 
they sneaking up and maybe they wouldn't murder, but they have yeah, yeah, to yeah. pounce on Let's you. Let's see if we can get a clip of this so people can see what Charlie's talking we'll about. Not up, right now, but we'll pull it up for put the it thing. Up, put it up in post. Uh, no, but I've seen this. It's the trainer and they seemingly love the trainer. The trainer yep. feeds them and they play together. But then the trainer's just sitting there and I think it's playing with a different cat and another cat starts to sneak mm -hmm. around. It's like, if you don't turn, because once you turn around, it doesn't do it. But if you don't turn <laughs> around, they're like, what happens? Yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying. They might just jump in and, and not, but they get in that mode. I don't know. Brave people. Reminds me of, who's that bear guy? Bear Grylls? No, someone, there was someone who thought that he was part of a pack of animals. Oh, Grizz, wait, then, it wasn't Grizzly Man. It was... The Grizzly Man, maybe. It was the guy who died in Alaska? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He thought that they were his friends, but yep. then one day they, they just... got hungry. Ate him. Yep. Yeah, anybody who's around these big, massive predators... Very brave people. Yeah. I it would makes not me think it. of my house dogs who just trust me so implicitly when Well you when don't it, eat you don't eat them. I could. <laughs> you wouldn't even know how. Someone they, would have to very, cook them for they're you. They're very trusting is my point. They are very trusting. <laughs> they run right next to your feet and they could just get clobbered and they often do. But yeah, not that's not for me. It is weird to think that there was a large period of time where your number one threat of dying as a human was not other humans necessarily. It was certainly the environment and it's other animals. Starvation, right? Well, animals too, man. Just picking you off in the in the in the savanna. We're we're African originally, and there's some big, scary guys out there, right? So we just can't even relate to that. When there's an animal attack, it makes the news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and to think that we're an animal that has no predators. Yeah. We can only get angry and kill each other. And even the environment barely touches the people who are in the first world. And it certainly does mess up people who are in the other biggest, places. The biggest killers of human, it's got to be disease, right? Starvation and disease. I believe it's the mosquito. That's what I'm saying. Malaria. That's yeah. a disease. But I'm saying more so than other. Can we look this up? Yeah. Angel's on it. I, I like that. I believe it's mosquitoes, uh, which is incredible to see how much has shifted that the big guys can't even that's the apex predator now yeah it's mosquitoes it's mosquito just getting our blood and giving us malaria but lucky yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> lucky time to to get born it would not be cool to be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger that's not anything i've ever I've never had malaria it might be better to get killed by a tiger than get malaria who knows yeah well someone who's had malaria probably could weigh in yeah that's fair but they've also not been <laughs> eaten by a tiger so. nah, that's fair <laughs> so no one <laughs> so for the united states the number one way to uh the number one most likely way to die is heart disease okay and then let me check for the world we'll see that in a second um if you want to pull up the next the next story first and then we could chat on that well i think we're doing q a now i think that's it is it qua fan q and a Quana? we still haven't figured out how to get people to call in yeah <laughs> Look at it soon. So, um, Marco asks, Marco, what is sorry. the best slash most <laughs> charismatic way to get a professor to be a mentor in college? What about life in general? I liked this question because this is one that I also have. Um, mm -hmm. I struggle to find sort of help in my field. So, mm -hmm. do you want to take this? Because I have not done a good job of acquiring mentors. No, I was actually going to point this to you. I was going to say we managed to do all this mentor list, which is not what I'd recommend. Yeah. But we have friends who have gotten who have done this who so i thinking? think of zach yeah and justin yep and the way that they john, do it which i think is smart john adam grant oh yeah yeah well i don't know his story but well i have two friends who have done this with very successful people yeah and in both cases they started with how can i add value to this person's life 
So they came in and they basically were offering free work, very similar to Charlie Hone and Tim uh -huh. Ferriss, actually. And it was, I'm not just going to do this in a cold email. I'm actually going to research this person and what they care about and what they're currently doing. And then I'm going to think, what problems might they be facing? And what do I have skill-wise where I can actually help? And it, mm -hmm. wasn't, these, it wasn't through cold email. It do was, you know specifically what these guys did? Do you know their, just as a concrete example? I know that Zach wrote Tucker an email mm -hmm. that was about, hey, I know you're working on this. Here are the things I think that you, I could do to help. And I it was could... this big thing. And I think he was off, but Tucker was just impressed with his attempt to get attempt. it right. And he was like, you know what? Like, let's, let me tell you what I'm actually having issues with yeah. and tell me what you would suggest there. Got it. And it also starts, it started very slow. It wasn't like, this is a great email, kid. Why don't you come move out to Texas and be my mentee? Yeah. It was like, all right, cool. You're trying to help me. Those aren't the problems I'm having. Here are the problems I'm actually having. And Ryan then Holiday did something similar. And and my friend John, I believe the other thing you mentioned it, but just to underscore it, is to engage with the work that they are doing. Mm -hmm. So if you come in and you're like, I could do this, I could do this, I can get you coffee, that's less persuasive than I've read your books, I've done your this, I took it the next step. So my friend John, for instance, uh, back in college, he started Five Second Favors, mm -hmm. which was based on Adam Grant, who I believe was a professor of his. Yep give and take mm -hmm. and the idea was he started this listserv where anyone on the listserv could ask for a favor from the rest of the group at the listserv that took five seconds or under so it could be uh you know like upvote this, this post, post you know, upvote this whatever and and he doing that i think was not only a product of that but brought him closer to him because he mm -hmm. was engaging with his work on a level that showed that he was into it i've got another one actually our friend edward he he wanted to get closer to this person he admired and so he was learning about them trying to figure out what they like what they don't like he mm -hmm. found out that this person was interested in a certain topic yeah then he found out the person was having an event in a country close to him because he's from europe and so he flew to the event and bought a ticket to the event so that he could go so that at the end when fans were going out for pictures he walked up and he said hey i just wanted you to know i know that you're interested in this thing and i brought this book for you and the guy went, oh, my God, that's awesome. Yeah. I've actually, I just bought this book for myself. Yeah. And it started this. And he's like, oh, let's talk for three minutes. Cool. Nice to meet you. No initial mentorship. And then he got an email address, I think. And a week later, he shot him an email. And they had this slow thing. And it's then eventually he went yeah. and did free work for him. And then he used that to get a job with another person he admired that was a paid job. It takes time, which is why it's not fun. A guy did this. And I wouldn't describe myself as a mentor to him. But... The people that I think of that I have been able to help, I got off the phone with Zeno yesterday, mm -hmm. and he originally reached out and said, Zeno has done some of our animated videos. And he reached out and said, I'd love to do an animated video free of charge. Yep. Check out my animated videos. And they were sick. So we're like, yep. okay, let's do this. And then eventually we started paying him. Yep. But he started with free work. Yep. Same with our editor. Mm -hmm. Yep. Our editor started editing for free, right? It just makes it, it, you stand out immediately when the person feels like there's no cost to them. And it's a real offer though. Because mm -hmm. I've had people, oh, I'd love to come be an intern. I, to that's train, a job. To train yeah, someone. It me. takes, yeah, it takes me time. I don't really Concrete see a lot of value coming yeah. out. Someone came in and said, hey, I like your breakdowns. The kind of week on editing. I'm a video editor. Do you want me to take a shot for free of editing a video? Cool. He did. It looked better than ours. He said, all right, cool. Do you want me to do the next one too? And then eventually he got paid very small amounts. And then now he's full time making good money on it. So, so the the last one, because now we're just piling on, but I think the guy, <laughs> this is just to, you ask the question, I'll give you the examples. Uh, I wouldn't describe myself as a mentor, but if he reached out to me, he'd get, he's got my personal email. He could get a hold of me and he's gotten, 
you know, he can get help from me. He, I sat down to lunch, bought him lunch, gave him as much business advice as I could in that time period, and he can contact me. This is a guy who reached out to me via email. I didn't answer because I didn't see it because we get too many emails and I can't process them all. And he said, hey, I'm Australian, but I'm coming to L.A. and I'd you know, love to film you at this event that you're doing. I didn't see it. I go to the event, show up. There's a dude in full camera gear <laughs> with a sling over his shoulder. He goes, hey, man, I'm Dave. I emailed you. I'll be shooting you today. I was like, great. Are you with, are you with Powerful You? You with? He's like, oh, no, I'm, uh, I'm here for you. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. And the truth is I don't need that footage. But you're he, just impressed with the uh, fact that he, he showed up there all day and got various angles. Okay, we're gonna get this and, and did what would have been if I needed it an excellent job of the video editing. That's and, the other thing you got to do a good job to do this and then botch it does not get you a mentor. Well, the truth is I didn't actually view it. I just could sense from the way that he was setting up his angles and that sure, kind of stuff. Sure, but if he rocked up with his iPhone, yes, I was like, oh, I'm gonna videotape yeah, no, you. He had multi-cam. Yeah, which I'm just saying. Okay, put figure this out mic what on, talk Figure out mic. what you're good at. Yeah. How can you actually help these people? You want them to help you. Yeah. Start thinking, how can I actually be valuable yeah. to them and not just someone who's and like, take, teach, give me your time. There was no guarantee. There was no guarantee. No, never. At the end of it, I said, thanks, man. You were great. I'd love to take you to lunch. But that's not a guarantee. Mm -hmm. So all of this stuff just gives you a high percentage shot. And I think with a professor who maybe isn't famous or in demand compared to some of the other people that we've talked about, you should be able to knock this one well, out of the Actually, now that I think about it, professor in particular, I did You'll probably this. just show up to office. No, I did this on accident. <laughs> Get excellent grades in their class, mm -hmm. become their TA. Mm -hmm. I did this with a guy I didn't really want to be my mentor, but yeah. I was just, I was looking for some extra money. Yeah. So I got a great grade in his class. I thought the subject was interesting. I was like, yeah, I could do this TA thing. I applied to be a TA. Now all of a sudden I have a ton of his one-on-one -on -one time. Mm -hmm. He happened to be a multi-million, uh, he was a multi-millionaire who was a venture capitalist. And if I was interested in that, he that relationship could have yeah. been something I fostered. I was just looking for $500 extra paycheck <laughs> to spend on food and beer. But uh, that would work for a professor because they literally need TAs. Yeah. And so if you're someone that they like, who's excellent. At Everything we said is great for mentors and for a professor, it's overkill, but will still work, yeah. I think. But also you just go be their TA. Yeah. Cool. What's out? What else we, we got? We did way better than I thought we were going to do. Oh. Yeah. The next question comes from Khalil. Uh, how do you deal with uncertainty? I've been dating a girl who after some months gave me the pass without giving a reason. I know feelings are hardly explainable and I'm over her, but if this happens again, I would like to not feel so confused. Okay, so it's it's uh, feeling like he needs closure is kind of what I'm hearing. Not necessarily like uncertainty in the sense of, will my business work? It's I'm not sure why this ended and I got it. Do you have any thoughts? I can hop in if you don't. Uh, I mean, my initial thought is that that's not a necessarily an, a target I would aim for. I think a lot of times with advice, the first question is... Is like, this a good question? Do you, Well, yeah, you could work like you can work towards something, but why? Mm -hmm. I think getting more comfortable with uncertainty is a better... Instead of trying to chase every person that you date down and be like, just explain to me why it didn't work mm -hmm. out. It's like, stuff people don't know. Well, that, well, that's what he's asking. He said, yeah. how do I get more comfortable? With, how do I deal with uncertainty? Uh, so what is my take on this? I think it would help to do some reflection to ask yourself why you are doing this. And there's a good reason and a bad reason. A good reason is because, oh, I can learn this and take applicable things forward in the future so that I don't wind up making similar mistakes repeatedly. That's a great reason to review the past. An even better reason is <laughs> to make sure you get back with her. Yeah, to get back with her or... No, sorry, that was sarcasm. <laughs> that's what Charlie was going to say with the bad reason would be. Well, not just to get back with her, but... Because you're sure that there must be something wrong with you 
and therefore if you can get her to tell you what it is that's wrong with you you're you'll you'll know that you were actually mm-hmm. messed up the whole time and it'll confirm your your worst beliefs about yourself the certain thing which i think is is that you guys were not a match that does not therefore implicate you <laughs> you khalil you got you two together were not a match now sure. what i would say is worthwhile because i do think people don't get enough feedback from the person that they're dating is to ask her and say hey no hard feelings i totally understand but giving you full permission to hurt my feelings for my own personal growth you can even text her uh can you give me some insight as to why you don't want to see me now this is tough for most people to, to give back mm-hmm. to you you're not going to get this most of the time so well, and you might hear something you don't it. like I hope you hear something. I hope you hear something you don't like, because then now we're talking about okay. I can reflect upon this and see: is this a fair assessment? Is this something I want to work on to potentially change, or do I just disagree and and I don't need to change this? Because what she says isn't true about you; it's true of her perception of you. So I would actually reach out and try to get some feedback. I wish there'd been people back in my earlier days who would ask me why I didn't want to see them anymore, because there were things that I felt could have been systemic. In, in the way that they behave that we're going to mess up future relationships, but I didn't have the courage to say it. Mm-hmm. And if someone had asked, I might have. So I, The other I, thing is a one-off, <laughs> I wouldn't worry so much about a one-off. I would look for patterns. Yeah. If multiple times you have a close friendship yep. that fails, or, or multiple times that you have relationships, you. Yeah. yeah, multiple times you sleep with someone once and never see them again. Yeah. Now it's worth investigating. Yeah. I think if one person in one part of your life like sometimes people don't match. Mm-hmm. I think the more important thing is to investigate the patterns. Sure. I see I see it with people who struggle to hold on. I know someone every six months guaranteed her and her best friend have a falling out. And then mm-hmm. she makes a new best friend and they're good for like six months and yeah. then they have a falling out. Yeah. That's a pattern. You're the common denominator. But for any one relationship, like who knows? Maybe she just... She could have just been... Yeah, something horrible could happen in her life. Or not. She just decided she didn't like the way you look. Cool. What we got? The last question, and I apologize um, if I mispronounce your name, but it is from Kyrule. Uh, he asks, Hyrule? So Hyrule. or they ask, I would rhyme it with Hyrule and a rat. <laughs> it's spelled K H A I R U L. And they ask, <laughs> You said that you guys studied in college, but it didn't really help with your business at all. I'm going to university very soon. Mm. So, what do I do to not waste my time there? By the way, Great I'm question. studying business. <laughs> well, nice. you've signed up to waste your time. <laughs> let me just tell ah, you. Come on, depends. No, let me, depends. So there's one reason to study business, and that's because you go to a top-tier school, and you're going to get credentialed to yes. get a job that pays you more than the cost of your college. Yeah. That is the one reason to get a business degree. What you learn, the education you receive is a business degree. Do we disagree that that's... No, no, no. I'm just saying sometimes you go get, listen, I want, you go get a yeah, good yeah, rubber but... stamp, and then you get a good job. <laughs> yeah. Good job. A high-paying job. Yes. So yeah. So the the reason I would, oh man, I, I it's too hard to think about when you're in high school. But like one of the most important things you can think about before going to college is where do people that go here go after? How many of these people do what I want to do? If I want to be a dancer, I want to work at Google. I well, want to I'm do sure it. this person. Oh, I wouldn't. I'm not sure. I would suspect most people entering college do not know what they want to do after. Yeah, yeah. I want to be a, a writer. Yeah. So so what I would recommend is I came in as a business major and I got out and then i became a philosophy major and then i had to go back to grad school because i was unhirable because i was unhirable (laughs) now i don't regret that switch because business wouldn't have served me any better like the the truth is more of who you are today is is from your philosophy degree then sure and business would have been worse i think Mm -hmm. so 
how do you not waste your time is the good question. What I will tell you is that the best education you are going to get in your life is not going to come inside the walls of a college classroom. I've learned infinitely more since we graduated by starting this business about the way the world actually works, people's actual psychology, real, I've, I actually did learn some philosophy, but I've, I've deepened my study of philosophy without the classroom. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest to you that you need to not let your schooling get in the way of your education. And you explore what you're interested in, do the clubs, study abroad, which I think is a massively valuable thing that we sort of subsidize via these colleges because the things that you'll learn about yourself in your first visits abroad are, are incredible. If you are interested in business, four-hour work week is a must, a necessity. Start on it. That's my one thing that if I could tell myself in college, it would be to read this book and just get going. And man, if make you, friends. Make friends. That's the best. The <laughs> best thing I did. I I was positive I was not going to join a fraternity. I yeah. literally told fraternities I'm not going to join. But then I ended up joining one, and it was awesome. I made a ton of good friends. Actually, ended up <laughs> my the first job I got was a place that a guy who was a junior in a different fraternity. He liked me. I applied and I got that job. Probably he helped. And mm -hmm. then the place where I worked after that was because someone in my fraternity worked there. Yeah. Helped my resume get pulled. Uh, so even if you are just super concerned about money, the, your relationships and your network are super helpful, especially with older people. But yeah, because I was going to say your network of people your age is worth zilch at that point in your life. And that's okay. It, it can be worth no, no, it from a the, social perspective. It's the seniors and juniors and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah and also this is the most fun. I mean, candidly, college, I think, is more so for fun than it is for learning. Yeah. I think you can teach yourself, with the exception of also an engineer, a doctor, you there's all business. sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for business, you can teach yourself more than you'll learn in the classroom anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's look at how many successful businesses are run by sure. dropouts. I'm so go I would go yeah. with the fun and the social and the network, and it's the people. Yeah. I think the best part of college is the people. I'm going to go on my business school rant right now real quick, and then we'll wrap this up. It's probably undergrad, right? He's in undergrad business school is what he's saying. Correct, he said he's he's entering. It's not an MBA. It no. does, yeah. It doesn't say both their level of studying. It just says studying business. Probably, probably just entering. So, you mentioned the STEM fields. There are certain fields where perhaps the best place to learn them is actually within a college education. That's sure. that's where you are going to learn to be a doctor. Yeah, uh, unless, you're, the bio unless you're goodwill that, hunting, yes. I imagine it's tough to learn physics without a, uh, teachers. Exactly. Business is not learned in a classroom. Your teachers don't have successful businesses. If they did, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't be, be teachers. teachers. Let me tell you this. I will never go work to, and receive a salary from a college. I'll come in. I'll give a speech, but I'm not going to spend my time there. Why would I? <laughs> right? Those people are there because they don't have businesses. Yep. If they could have businesses, they would not be there. Now, some of them are middle management and even upper middle management at, for example, American Express was one of the guys in my thing. If you wanna learn how to be a vice president of some division, that guy can tell you how to be there. But when you think of business, I imagine that you think of starting, like really driving well, maybe business. not. So that's step one is what are your goals? If you want to be an employee, college is a great way to learn how to be an employee. Yeah. Show up. They tell you what to do. You clock out. You get the grade on the rubric. That If you want to be an employee, there's no better training than college. If you want to start a business, there's nothing that will get in your way more, in my opinion. It puts you behind the eight ball financially. It trains you the worst thing to wait for a, a, a an assignment that you must complete and that will then be graded by some all-knowing professor as opposed to— and The marketplace. The market. All of your smart—not all. Some of your smart friends would like pitch us these ideas— 
thinking that we could validate them. And what we would try to tell them over and over again is you got to take this to a customer. Special customers, yeah. It doesn't matter how smart you think someone is. You got to go to the market. So uh, I, I think business school is a crock. <laughs> sure. Nine, I will nine say, times out of ten. I will say let's not put our values on this guy, though. If, you're, if your goal sure. is to get a six-figure salary at a company that, where you hopefully like what they do and you mm-hmm. like your coworkers yep. and you want to go be a manager at a company. Then the, this could be great for you. Yeah. Depending on the college that you're going to. Because if you're going to a... Let's not say any names. For number 75. A bad college. If you're going to number 75 sure. and you're going to get B pluses and A minuses, it's not going to do... I mean, if you get A pluses, it's not going to do what you just described. No, I agree. College degree is par for the course when you're applying. It doesn't distinguish your resume at all. What a good thing to do regardless is just figure out once you can figure out what you want to do find other people who have done it and mm. and then model them yeah so if you really want to be a sports agent go study the most successful sports agents how did they do it did they do it because they were friends with breakout athletes i know what <laughs> dude i know one guy yeah oh my god what was his name he went he's so smart he went to the university of miami because he knew he wanted to be a sports agent yeah they do not have the best business school yeah. but he knew that didn't matter he just meant he became friends with the football players and he's like, I think you can go pro and I think I can get you more money than these other people. And he didn't say it the day he met them. He became friends with them yeah. first. He nailed a couple of relationships early and then he built a huge sports agent yeah. business on it. So, oh man, I wish I could remember his name, but I wanted to be a sports agent. So I studied how other sports agents became famous. I was at the University of Pennsylvania. Not a lot of pro yeah. athletes coming in. <laughs> so that wasn't going to work for me. So I had to figure out a different strategy. But yeah. I know it's tough, especially at a young age, to know what you want to do. I was wrong. I thought I wanted to work in finance. Mm-hmm. But to the extent that you have an inkling that the most valuable thing you can do is study how did they get where they are? Because that's how you will probably get where they are. Yeah. In sum, we've said a lot of different things. Hopefully some of it helpful. <laughs> Experiment is the best thing I could tell you. Experiment with living in different countries. Experiment mm-hmm. with with maybe starting a business if you start this business degree and don't like it switch to something else i don't care if it's art history dude, switch to- dude i got a, I got an internship with a sports agent mm-hmm. that's when i knew i didn't want to be a sports agent it seemed great in my yeah. head i imagined it it was so cool me and alan iverson hanging out and i went and i interned i went oh my god yeah this is not for me yeah you've got so, yeah, you four got societally sanctioned years to not be productive take advantage of those and and so that you, when you do come out and they expect you to pay off everything that you went into debt for, you at least are moving in a direction that you that is likely to be mm-hmm. one that you're passionate, interested, and potentially even good at. I think that's it for episode 12. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, remember our you. sponsor, Charisma University. <laughs> it's in the description. Join today. Let's go. It's Let's go on the Fabsta. Yeah, the Fabsta. All right. Take care, guys. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.